Thank you for joining us for another episode of FYI, the Public Library's podcast. I'm Kathleen Hughes, Manager of Publications for PLA. Today, we welcome back to the podcast, Lara Clark, PLA and ALA Office for Information Technology Policy Deputy Director. Lara will be talking with Marika Visser, Associate Director at OITP. They're going to talk about Ready to Code, a new ALA initiative in partnership with Google that aims to investigate the current nature of coding activities for youth in public and school libraries, and also broaden the reach and scope of this work. Welcome, Lara and Marika. Tell us a little bit about what is Libraries Ready to Code. Libraries Ready to Code is something that we started a year ago, a little over a year ago, and it really was in reaction to all of the noise around uh, making sure that kids are graduating with skills that they're going to need as they enter the workforce. Employers are looking for people who can think critically and creatively, people who can collaborate and work through problems and be innovative. And so that's a lot about around what we've been hearing around STEM programs But the way that computing and technology touches really all different kinds of jobs, it's becoming more obvious that computer science education is really a critical part of what kids should be learning in school. And so we thought, well, all right, this is what libraries do. Libraries are all about developing those kinds of deep thinking skills through their programs. And so, of course, libraries should be engaged in this area, And, and actually not just engaged, but there are opportunities for libraries to really take the lead on some of the issues that we, that have been surfaced recently through research by organizations like Google and Code.org and a number of others. And so we started Libraries Ready to Code to really delve into how libraries can contribute on some of those issues. So, for example... Uh, educators and policy folk agree, I think, that computer science is important, but the research is showing that schools, K-12 schools, are not uh, equally providing those courses for kids. And so some kids are left out of the opportunity to develop the skills that they can through computer science. And so we also know from the research that some demographics are more affected than others. So kids of color, kids from low-income homes, they have even less access to coding and computer science. And they're not as likely to be exposed or have opportunity to take these kinds of courses in schools. So we thought libraries, school and public libraries, so um, have a real opportunity to step up and make a difference. And that's really the motivational factor behind Libraries Ready to Code. Another thing that we looked at with Libraries Ready to Code is that while we're talking about computer science and coding, we're actually really focused on the skills behind those things. So we're focused on uh, what people are calling now computational thinking skills. And that we think that those really build on core information literacy skills that libraries facilitate every day. So it seems a natural fit for libraries to be active in this space. So Libraries Ready to Code is an initiative that's supported by funding from Google, and it's really geared to figure out where libraries are best suited to contribute in this space and what resources they need to be able to do so effectively. And we didn't know that we would have one more than one year of this project, but we just actually launched what we're calling Ready to Code Phase 2 in January. What did you learn in Phase 1? Because you started this work. We started in December of 2015, and the first part of the project was really just kind of getting the lay of the land. 
We know that libraries are really active in STEM programming for kids, but within STEM, we didn't really know how many libraries were doing coding programs. So it was an investigation to kind of find that out. But over the course of the year, over the course of the research and talking to librarians in interviews and focus groups, we really realized that there were, were themes that were emerging that uh, would be important to focus on in, in order to make more libraries able to participate in coding programs. Most of them are around capacity building, whether that's staff capacity, whether it's making sure that there's enough technology resources available, whether it's funding, whether it's support from the community, all of it is relevant to making sure that libraries have what they need to be effective in their coding programs. Because I think it can sometimes be confusing, the difference between coding, between computer science education, and now computational thinking. All these phrases um, kind of overlap. But what we're talking about are those deep thinking skills that libraries are so good at. So someone comes into the library needing a resource to develop an interest further. And librarians are there ready to help the person kind of go through the problem-solving process, looking at a large problem and developing it into small parts that are more manageable for the kids or whomever to solve. And then looking at patterns and applying those patterns to other similar problems and then asking the final question, how can technology help me solve this problem? So that in, is a way of looking at computational thinking. And I think that librarians, because of the way that we deal with information literacy questions, are really primed to be able to help kids now develop the skills that are relevant for coding and, and computer science. It sounds like you don't have to be a tech wizard or a coder or programmer to do this kind of thing. Is that what I'm hearing is that this is the kind of thing that librarians already do? Absolutely. We're, we're definitely not talking about uh, creating uh, a cadre of librarian coders, although we have found that the librarians that we talked to got so excited about coding that they wanted to learn about it. What we're talking about is really skills that librarians already have that we can build on is their ability to facilitate community programs. So it's not that you as a librarian have to lead a coding program, but you can look into your community and find people who can help you. So. Some of the most successful programs that we heard about actually went to the high schools and found kids who were either already part of a, a teen group in the library or somebody who's already in the library or go, went to the high school and had kids who were in computer science courses when they were available to come to the library and do near-peer mentoring. And so the kids really led the, the programs and the librarian was there to facilitate them. Another interesting program that we heard about was using students from a local community college to do the, the coding program. Another thing that we found that was successful was going to parents. Often there are parents who are involved in the library or friends of the library who are involved 
local businesses are eager to give back to the community. And we're hearing that these successful programs are all about librarians reaching and tapping into opportunities in their community and bringing those into the library. Wow, I think it would probably be surprising to a lot of people to think about coding and this kind of work in that context of, you know, kind of traditional library skills and expertise, as well as the opportunity for deeper community engagement to bring people together over this challenge. Is there anything else that you learned in phase one that stands out to you or? I'll throw another term out, CS plus X. One reason we latched onto that is because of the plus X. Coding touches almost every job that you can think of and every discipline that you can think of. Designing fabric or designing the dress and uh, or uh, mixing music all has some aspect of coding involved with it. So that's the plus X. So if you're interested in music, that's your X. So if you're interested in uh, sports, there's going to be a coding component that is associated with sports careers now. So I think the librarian can also facilitate or work with the child or the teen to think about what they're interested in and say, hey, did you ever think that maybe there's a coding component or there's something around coding that you could do with this? Sounds a lot more fun than being in a classroom learning about this as well. It makes it real for the kids. And we found through the research that that is something that really is inspirational in terms of how kids learn, is that if they, if they can connect it to a real-world interest that they have, then they go leaps and bounds into pursuing that as a possible career interest. We're looking now in phase two at library schools and working with faculty in library schools and the ones who will participate will commit to redesigning one of their youth tech courses that they already offer and redesign it to incorporate some of what we're calling ready-to-code concepts into that course so that the library science students taking the course we'll be able to practice and develop and hone the skills that will be most useful to them once they enter a library and uh, start working in a library. And what are some of the ready-to-code concepts that might be part of this thinking and orientation? We believe that libraries are a core organization to expose youth to this to this way of thinking, to computational thinking. Libraries are maybe a little more nimble oftentimes than the classroom setting to be able to experiment with the kids and to be able to really explore deeply their personal interests and tie that into um, coding and computer science. And so thinking about the library as an informal learning space is a concept that we'd like to explore more. And thinking about how libraries can influence perceptions about who can code and what coding can lead you to discover. Libraries may be a key place to open up pathways for kids to pursue CS education that they might not be able to do in the typical K-12 classroom. If librarians listening here want to get more involved and learn to be more ready to code, how do they get started? Don't be afraid to try it. And it's okay not to be an expert, especially thinking about being a mentor to youth. It's great to learn alongside the kids that are learning the coding with you. So we heard a number of stories where the librarian might have said all plans were laid out and everything was ready to go and then something happened 
and I wasn't able to follow through with what I thought. And it's it can be a little stressful when you're leading a program with a bunch of kids and something goes wrong. But nonetheless, that's part of what we're trying to show the kids is that you learn from your mistakes and you build on on things that might impact what you're able to do differently. And so if you can mentor that and get in there with the kids, that's one thing that we heard led to very successful programs and also build the confidence of the librarian that, yes, they can make it through a, a challenging time. We are developing a website. It's Libraries Ready to Code. And on that, we do have a whole list from robotics and other similar tools to the Hour of Code and things like that. So that's available on the website, as are a number of the other things that, that I mentioned. Are there other things that folks should be looking out for related to this initiative in the coming weeks and months? We will be hosting a day during YALSA's Teen Tech Week, which is coming up in the beginning of March. And during that time, we'll be blogging about things like resources, ways to get started. We'll be doing a tweet chat using the hashtag TTW17 and hashtag ready to code. We'll be posting some discussion questions and we're encouraging people to share what they already do and you can follow along using those hashtags. Another thing that I'd like to encourage libraries to try is to participate in this year's congressional app challenge, and you can find that on the Congressional App Challenge website, but it's a great way to get started with uh, teams in particular uh, to create apps. One of the challenge winners from last year worked on an app that for people with allergies while they're grocery shopping, they can scan the, the food product and then see which allergens there are in it. We'll also be having a program at ALA's annual conference on Ready to Code, and uh, it'll be workshop format where we'll have uh, different tables with experts, and you can spend time at each table kind of on a speed dating system um, and spend time with the experts asking questions like how to get started or what are your favorite resources or tell me the most successful or the most terrible situation you had and how you got over it kinds of things. Um, and then finally, I'll say we're really looking for stories. So if you already are coding, we would love to hear how it's going and what you're doing. And we're encouraging you to tweet using our hashtag, which again is hashtag ready to code. Or you can send your stories to our email, which is oitp at alawash.org. And you can send pictures and videos, and we're working on getting them posted on our website. Thank you for spending some time talking to us about this program. And we'll have resources on the website with the podcast for people that want to explore more. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening, and thanks to our guests, Lara and Marika, for sharing all this great information. To find out more about Ready to Code, visit www.ala.org slash librariesreadytocode. To listen to more episodes of the FYI podcast, visit www.publiclibrariesonline.org.